Hello and welcome to a Taylor's Tales podcast. This is Chris's Corner. I'm your host, Chris Taylor, and welcome back to a brand new episode. Yes, I'm back from my hiatus. You may have noticed if you watched last week's episode or listened to last week's episode, you'll have found that it is pre-recorded before Australia, my trip abroad. And I thought I'd come back a little bit tanned for those watching. And for those listening, I'm just a little bit caramelized. Let's just put it that way. Uh, that was also down to burning accidentally on one of the days. It wasn't too bad, but it was very British of me to, you know, go, oh yeah, that one day where I'm not wearing sun cream, yeah, yeah, I'll be fine, I'll go swimming, that's, that's, it's, it's all good, it's, it's fine, no, it, it certainly wasn't fine. This is fine. Uh, and the first thing to go for me, as always, and will be for every British person, is the nose and forehead combo, where you just look like Rudolph for a couple of days, great. It wasn't that bad. I, I over overreact with these sort of things. It's like skin and skin issues. You always it always feels worse than it actually is a lot of the time. You can that you the person you living in your own skin can feel a lot worse about yourself than actually what's going on. I don't know if you can relate to that, but for me personally, issues that I'm going through feel a lot worse than. Uh, what other people see, which is hilarious. You know, you're thinking some things are like the worst things in the world, but actually, to other people, it's just like a minor bump in the road, and to you, it's a you know making a mountain out of a molehill sort of thing. So that's an arrow. Anyway, uh, how have you been? How's life? I hope you're doing well. I am back. I'm reset. I am back into the normal routine after traveling to the other side of the world for a couple of weeks to be able to see a friend who I haven't seen in over five years in person, uh, which was lovely. Met his younger boy, his young son, who's like five years old. Hilarious. Amazing to see. New life. You know, at 27, you uh, obviously, a lot of people think about kids, life, marriage, all of those things. They come into the mind at this time of life. Um, houses, mortgages, all of these little things. And I've made my opinions about that clear but I, I do love I just one day I can I always want to be a dad whether I have a partner whether I have a girlfriend or anything along those lines if I get to like 35 and I'm still on my own that's fine I will adopt because that's how much to me this world matters for the next generation and I do believe that I can do as good a job as my dad did. Not bragging or anything. My dad did a fantastic, and my my mum as well. You don't ever want to knock either side. Like both, both did a fantastic job. Uh, I have zero complaints. Yes, there's always going to be those things. But we, like I said earlier, you always overthink the things in your life. When you're a teenager, you make everything seemed like it's a problem when actually it's not that big of a deal. And now I'm at this point in my life, the, the crossroads of my life, I like to call it, where there are so many decisions that I could make and they're all gonna be good because of all the hard work I've put in so far. And I don't know about you, the listener, but you, if you're a similar age to me, if you're in your late 20s, this is the time to take risks, to do something that's going to change your life for the better. I'm currently using this next two years to be able to build a little bit of, uh, not a foundation because I've done that already, but uh, a little bit of a base uh, in experience in the IT industry, but also to be able to continue to do the podcast and do all these other things and just get some consistency because I felt like the pandemic, I don't know about you, but for me, I was a little bit all over the place. It didn't feel, it interrupted my life 
Like the rest of the world, it interrupted you, I imagine, and your plans, and I like to have a five-year plan. I like to have a plan where every five years I know exactly what I would like to achieve within that five-year plan. Most people will go on a, a New Year's resolution hype. I'm more of a five-year plan person because it allows consistency on a smaller scale. One of my favorite things I heard recently in my work was you just need to be 1% better uh, in knowledge than the next person to be able to be an expert. I always found that hilarious. I think it's absolute rubbish. I think, <laughs> no, to be an expert, you need to be an expert and you need to have knowledge that you can do because being 1% better than the other person in the room doesn't help anyone. You need to be have in-depth knowledge of what you're doing and being that 1% better actually means that you are merely scratching the surface rather than having the depths. By being 1% better every day, however, that that's going to leave you lead you down the road and i do i love the idea for for this podcast each episode in a thousand episodes who knows how good it could be because we're 124 in now and i do feel that they have improved as i've gone on i don't know if that's the case or not maybe i'm just relying on the numbers but it seems to be getting better God, I'm good. and that's nice for me personally, but also I hope for you, the viewer, the listener, that you're not just hearing the ramblings of a crazy madman. Either way, we'll be crazy together. That's that's the main thing. And I'm also recording this. I was close to recording this yesterday. I'm recording this pre-Brighton uh, Marathon. Exciting times, I know. So I'll be doing a couple of pre-recordings uh, before the weekends. Normally I record these on a Saturday and then I edit them on the Sunday. However, because over the next couple of weeks I've got some uh, busy occasions, uh, which seems to be the case regularly at the moment. Uh, I don't seem to have a weekend off, which means that the podcast has to be pre-recorded during the week when I'm at my most tired. Yay! <laughs> oh man I don't know how people do it like I'm working out working an eight hour day doing driving lessons going to chiropractic um, going swimming and then on top of that I've got to find time to be able to not only do this but do all the other things try and stay in contact with friends and yes I'm gonna sound like a moany little bitch in a minute and I'm gonna put a meme in that's probably gonna tell me that uh, and play that small little violin but it is Sound like a straight bitch when I listen to that motherfucker. You know, the mid, the week for me, Monday to Friday, in the evenings, I'm just like, I, I don't know about you, but I am shattered. And and so for, for me, the, the weekends are the only time where I'm feeling slightly alive to be able to have a conversation with friends and family. <laughs> it's terrible, I know. But I think it's like father, like son. My dad has the same thing where he's just like, after a while conversation can kind of dry up because we're just so mentally exhausted because we're putting so much effort in uh, into our jobs but also into all the other aspects of life uh, we don't go half-hearted in my family no so what's this podcast about really for me it's a little bit of just a rambling but also uh, a little bit of a catch-up and in what's going on in the world what have I been up to all of these things uh, for me personally I'd like to I'm going to call this uh, two weeks uh, traveling in Australia or something along the lines of traveling because I would like the person to, who's listening or watching right now to really take this on board please go travel if you have the opportunity if you have the luxury if you have the opportunity please do it because not only will you grow as a person, you'll also expand your mind. 
the world is a much bigger place than where you were born or where you were just like where you were raised or any of these things the world is a beautiful place and i am super grateful for my opportunity to be able to travel abroad to be able to meet new people to be able to do new things and the coolest thing that i've ever found is that no matter where i personally go in the world i seem to be treated with such grace happiness kindness all of the good positive attitudes and i think it's very easy like on the internet right now on youtube or any of these platforms to be caught up in some negative spirals and i hope if you're a subscriber of your a viewer now you'll know that i'm not a part of that and i don't want you to be either i would really like it if you could find the positive and if you could find that the world is a good place filled with wonderful people and they really are there's so many good people out there and in australia particularly they've got some absolutely brilliant people as well i tell you what it maybe it might just be the weather the weather the fact that uh the sky was just crystal blue the entire time i was there from day one and apparently as i left the country it began to snow in the united kingdom which was just <laughs> so good amazing for me to just go away at the pinnacle time apparently if i'd stayed a couple of days i may have had my flights cancelled which is kind of interesting to think what if you know we're playing this multi-dimensional theory maybe there's a chris taylor out there who's had his flights cancelled and he's had to deal with that scenario well i'm not, <laughs> i'm glad i'm not that guy that's a problem for future Homer. Man, I don't envy that guy. <laughs> oh, if you get that Homer Simpsons reference, you were clearly born between the year of 1990 to 1996. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, it, it, it was so nice come back it was pretty bad as well as it was pouring with rain when i came back to the uk as well so not exactly a positive mindset to come back to either but i think that refresher to remind you to get that real taster that zest for life and to have 30 degrees every single day to be walking along the beautiful coastline watching the ocean go in and out isn't there something kind of melodic and peaceful and graceful about the ocean i don't know what it is for me personally but i one of the things that i did and i don't know about you but i feel like there's a soundtrack to life i don't know why but for me personally i love going on walks and putting on peaceful music and just walking and then standing somewhere where i can just watch the ocean and watch life go by and kind of absorb it in and it's just for me personally those are the moments I live for, those quiet, peaceful moments where I could just stand there and just absorb what's going on in life. And maybe you're listening to this right now and you're somewhere and you're doing something. Maybe take a moment, maybe take a second for yourself to just think about those moments that you've had, that you may have watched the sunrise or the sunset or watched a beautiful that ball of flame just up in the sky uh, on a beautiful summer's day or maybe it's snowing and you get to see the peaceful of the world just stop and then you you can see for instance the the autumn leaves come down 
and it just settles upon the ground. That's what it's like to me. Each season has something special to give, uh, and Australia, when I visited in March, was in that summer vibe. And it was amazing to be back in shorts and a t-shirt or, or a sleeveless t-shirt. I tell you what, guys uh, and viewers, this is where I... <laughs> I'm so bad. I tanned, right? So on my arms, you can see like the tan line is here uh, on my shoulders. So I basically have gone for the shirtless sleeves tan line. <laughs> so my, my chest and my abs are all uh, white and the rest of me is all tan. So my legs as well. I think like, I don't know if I can, you know, I can't get my <laughs> legs on camera. But um, it was uh, it was really nice. To, to be in that position of taking some time at the beginning. I spent three days in Sydney, just never, I, I didn't really spend enough time in Sydney the first time I went to Australia back in 2015. The second time I was in Australia, I was just in uh, South Adelaide, so I wasn't able to be, be able to visit again. Uh, so it was re a real pre a, little, a real pleasure, real pleasure. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'll fucking do it again. To, to be able to do that and to explore the city. One of my favorite things that I did was, you know, you know those moments where you say, yeah, I'm going to, you know, there's an opportunity presented before you and you just kind of see it. And for me, it was, I just saw this really nice cafe in this beautiful park. Uh, it's called Hyde Park, ironically, you know, it's almost like the Australians nicked the Hyde Park from the UK, except it's a lot smaller and uh, actually kind of nice, nicer actually, because it's not as packed. It was really quiet. It was a, a work day, so obviously everyone else was at work, and I, I had my backpack on, you know, the, the big old travel backpacks, you know, the big, big travel, travel packs um, with the uh, <laughs> rucksack on my front, you know, and my sister called me the other day, you look really silly with that one. So yes, I did look very silly, and when I travel, I do look, I'm not the, the suitcase man, I'm the silly big backpack man. And I saw this cafe, and I just looked at it, and I thought, I could walk and go to the bus and go straight to my hostel and check in, or... I could go check this cafe out, have a nice coffee, and kind of absorb the moment. And I took that moment, and I didn't regret it because there was a couple of dogs that came up to immediately when I sat down and I said hello. And it's just, those moments are the ones that you have to seize. And I think that's what traveling does for you. It, it allows you with the time that you have, the free time that you have, to seize those opportunities that you might not take when you're doing your nine to five or when you're doing your normal job that you use as a way to build these moments. Because when you die, you're not gonna be thinking of the house or the mortgage or the, the bills or the credit or all of those things. You're gonna be thinking about those moments. And to me, seizing those moments and smiling grinning ear to ear because you've entered we all enter the abyss we all enter the dark parts of our lives but it is our opportunity to come out smiling that is the true uh power i spoke with alex young about this and i said the smiling abyss the abyss you enter and you smile when you come out now he calls it stoicism but to me stoicism is reminds me very much of the guys who in any scenario deal with a stern, uh, not grimace, but they just keep a blank face. 
and they don't it, it's emotionless it's a, a a religion of emotionless it's not really a religion but it's a lifestyle of emotionless but to me the true power the true warriors out there are those who can smile when going through tough times and that to me is why i'll always look up to people like ron williams who brought joy to the world and had a grin on his face even though he was dealing with so many problems in his own life and that those that is true strength and that to me is why going to australia was was just a a real pleasure because i went there i went and seized those small opportunities for me i you know a lot of people think of australia think of surfing they think of the big old bugs the the uh, big old beasties you know i didn't see a single spider i don't think while i was out there no it's kind of weird actually or a snake or anything those things because when you're on the coastline when you're either in like i was in adelaide or in sydney you don't have anything like that there's nothing there there's no um sort of creepy crawlies i think the only things i saw were a couple of geckos uh i saw some kangaroos and maybe da -da -da, trying to think some emus maybe something along those lines did i see anything else dogs that's it see it's just a normal world out there i think it's a kind of uh, obviously it's massive australia is huge uh, it is a beautiful place on the coastline and it, it's a real pleasure to be out there but there is a lot of barren wasteland apparently i think alex said to me that 90 percent of the country isn't used which is kind of madness to think about that can you imagine that amount of land i don't know if that statistic is correct or not so i you know put my hands up in the air and saying if i'm spreading misinformation i'm sorry you have to look that up for yourselves for that this piece of time but what are you doing i'm posting false information on the web why it's fun what was truly cool when going into sydney was bondi beach recommendation for any of you out there if you ever want to visit australia and want to get the like the best bit first the the topping and the ice cream first sort of thing, the pudding first you're going to want to go to bondi and spend some time there spend a few good few days just absorbing you can walk so much you can go see so many things great food there as well fresh food you know when you think of um, a solid breakfast and you're thinking of some eggs some avocado some healthy good food yes Bondi has that for you and there's an unlimited selection of different restaurants and shops and takeaways and all of those things that serve you this healthy food as well. Yes, it is expensive at the moment, but I do believe that if you compare it to the UK, it's basically the same. Uh, it all feels expensive at the moment with the inflation going on and with the economy in a recession. So it is just a consistency around the world that seems to be happening. And so I wouldn't be too worried. Uh, just think of you're going to be spending the same amount that you're going to be spending in the UK. So sadly, even though you're getting 1.8 Australian dollars uh, per pound, it doesn't really make that much difference because the value for, for each is basically the same. So Bondi, go walk. If you're a surfer, go surf. There's enough surf for everyone, but it is a little bit dangerous. For people like me who are beginners, like real beginners, I wouldn't recommend doing it unless you're taking lessons because the guys who are out there, the, the crews, they are serious surfers. They're really good at what they're doing and they can read the waves. And a lot of the time, the uh, Coast Guard and our 
just cutting off whole sections of the beach from surfing and if you can't control where you want to be then you can get in a real dangerous spot and that's you know that's a, quite a, a safety hazard and i'm not going to be promoting that here <laughs> i do not want to be have people hurting themselves and then call about to be saying you told me to go surf in australia <laughs> So surfing, there's so much, so many walking. I think the the prime time walk that you can do is Bondi Beach to Kuji Beach, which is this massive 10k walk that you can do back and forth between the two of them and get yourself an ice cream in between, obviously, or you can get yourself some nice food on the way back. Uh, but it is just a a beautiful walk. It does remind me of the Jurassic coastline a little bit in the UK, uh, a little bit more uh, rugged, a little bit more red. There's a little bit more colour because of all of the uh, rocks are a little bit different. Less white because of the white cliffs of Dover. But, you know, there's there's a little bit of reminiscence there. But it was just so nice to see the... Uh, there's also some sea um, seawater swimming pools that you can do. I had the pleasure of doing one of those and realising, uh, like I said in the podcast, I'm a terrible swimmer. So I probably did about a couple of lengths and I was like nope I'm out I'm gonna go sit and chill for a bit (laughs) on the beach Uh, and uh, hit the sauna afterwards and that's what I did and for me personally I didn't spend too much I think the total holiday overall was uh, 1,200 for accommodation and all spending and then 1,500 for flights the flights could have been a lot cheaper Uh, it's just that I booked them last minute and so and they were also uh, international flights combined with domestic flights because I spent through a total of so I spent three days at the beginning in Sydney then I did seven days uh, in South Australia basically this place called Port Elliot in the middle of nowhere and then I spent a day in Adelaide and then a separate day in Sydney and then flying all the way back one thing I would recommend, yes, you can do a lot in two weeks, but I would recommend a third week. I think the jet lag and the traveling overall can really take a toll on you, and it can be quite a de- depleting thing on the body. Uh, you want to be making it a holiday. You don't want to be making it a little bit of an arduous journey. Uh, what I did find was when I came back from Australia was that I lost uh, around 1.6 kg in weight, uh, which can also be because of all the heat uh, the reduced amount of water because of the heat and then also because I wasn't eating as much because when I'm to be able to maintain my muscle mass and my overall body weight I have to actually just make like that's why I log my foods that's why I log everything through my fitness pal that's not a plug um, <laughs> and the reason why I do it is because I have to be able to keep up with that protein intake to be able to maintain that muscle mass so if I just eat what I want and normally I do eat healthy stuff anyway, but if I just eat when I'm hungry, I will just lose weight immediately because I will continue to do my exercise routine and that means I'm just in a calorie, quite a severe calorie deficit, therefore decreasing my overall body mass through not only water but also through muscle mass uh, as well as uh, maybe a little bit of fat but probably more losing lean gain sadly. But nonetheless, I don't regret a single minute of it because the meals I had were amazing. I was basically eating out every single day. Oh! Ew! Dude! What the fuck? Uh, and enjoying just the freedom to be able to just go, what am I going to do today? Where am I going to go? Where am I? What am I going to do? That freedom, I'm never going to take... Uh, ever gonna you know take advantage of ever again for people like myself out there those listening or viewing who are uh, free 
single people who can do and move what they want really appreciate that i've got friends who can't do that and you speak to them there's there's things in life that bring you joy but there's also that opportunity to be able to say right i'm going here right i'm going there right i'm i'm gonna quit my rental because i want to find a better place and i want to move somewhere else this is something you need to remember that is true so many people moan about being single or moan about uh, not having kids or not having a family or not being married, etc., etc. But what they don't realize is that the, all those benefits that you get when you're on your own, uh, that you can be a little bit selfish in life and you can really focus in on the things that you really want to do. And that the moment you forget that is the moment you're taking life for granted and it might kick you in the teeth afterwards. So remember that. I never forget it. Um, Australia actually made me more appreciate it more than anything else. The, the you know the the simple things in life truly do make you happier. And it for me it was like going on walks, listening to music, going and seeing the ocean. Um, ha- going for me was that like seeing some street artwork, seeing this massive inflatable spaceman in Adelaide, which is really weird. Playing football with Alex and his son, um, going bouldering. You know, all of these little things. Nothing's you know heavy spendy here. Uh, what else was there? <laughs> Getting a, a donut like the, the size of my hand here, my my head, <laughs> my fist, uh, and eating it all in one go from a amazing bakery in Port Elliot that was amazing Uh, and just you know hanging out with friends and catching up there's so many things that we can be negative about but the positive they just get overlooked real quick because the mind in order to survive and get to the point where it's at because of the hunter-gatherer days it focuses in on the negatives and it becomes more immediate because it's an immediate threat and it tries to get rid of immediate threats rather than immediate positives and so like david goggins says you know how to get through the good times it's knowing how to get through the bad times now what he doesn't say is that once you get through the bad times you need to appreciate the good times because the moment that you are there it will be gone like that and this is the moment you have to really understand how quickly and this is a message for myself as much as anyone else because it's a reminder it's a reminder how quickly the good times can go and how quickly for instance youth (laughs) i'm not going to be in my 20s forever you know and it feels like it even though the immortality is kicking in fast (laughs) It is, uh, it will go very quickly. I'll be in 30s no time, and 30s will turn into 40s, and 40s will turn into 50s, and 50s will turn into 60s, and so on and so forth, and then I'll be dead. And by the time that happens, I hope I still have a smile, and I still hope that I have done the things that I've wanted to do in my life, and that I've helped other people along the way have a smile on their face as well. Because this is the the goal. I can give up everything in my life, Uh, so many things. I think if I was to break it down into some real simple things, I would be saying friends, family as one. I would say exercise as two, because that encompasses quite a lot. Travel as three. And then obviously food as four. But you know know what I'm talking about here. We all love food. But (laughs) those four things, after that, Life life just becomes a little bit like whatever, you know? 
it, you can there's so many i mean i probably should add music to that but then you know give or take there's so many other things in life but if you encompass those encompass those things and really solidify them and realize that everything else kind of is meaningless then you can really understand what means a lot to you and your your four or five things might be really different to mine and that's exciting, isn't it? Because that means we're different, and that we have different tastes, and that means that the human race isn't fucking boring. <laughs> and that, to me, is it. Because the more rich, divided um, individuals we have in this world, maybe we'll have a few more podcasts out there that have different opinions and different mindsets and different uh, thought processes that will open us our minds. I think that's one of my favorite things about podcasts is that they'll make me think things that I've never thought before. Or maybe I have thought of them, I've just never been able to express them. And to me, that's truly fascinating. So, let's end this podcast on this mindset. And I, I wanna, I'm going to leave you with a little bit of a clip from Guy Ritchie. Because while I was on my last day of Sydney, uh, as I was walking down to the, the beautiful Sydney Harbour to be able to look at the Opera House and look at the water and watch the world go by, I was listening to this clip about how being uh, owning your own life and owning your own decisions and having the world around you try and make decisions for you rather than understanding who you are, accepting who you are and knowing that you are enough. That is a beautiful thing. So, please stick around after I've given the outro and listened to the Guy Ritchie clip. And I hope you get something out of it. And I hope you've got something out of this podcast as well. So, as always, this has been a Taylor's Tales podcast. This has been Chris's Corner. I've been your host, Chris Taylor. And as always, I hope to see you this time next week. Bye now. There needs to be some period in your day where you remember that there's a world out there trying to tell you who you are. And there's a world in here that's trying to tell you who you are. Now, where do you want to put your eggs? Because the world outside is very noisy and very tempting and it has all the razzmatazz, has all the tinsel and all the glitter. It's got all the toys. But that's because you don't think you're enough in the first place. Ah. If you don't think you're enough in the first place, the whole idea of the world to sell you stuff is, first of all, they have to make you feel bad about yourself, less than in some way. And I don't resent this system, by the way. It is the system. But what's the expression about don't hate, don't hate the, the player. player, hate the game. Don't hate the game. Love the game because you're in it, mate. Mm. So own the game, accept the rules, and move on into the rules. So the world will try and tell you who you are, and you have to tell yourself who you are. And there's this ongoing battle. And somehow there needs to be a reconciliation between the two. But in the end, you've got to have all the eggs in your basket.